clearing generational trauma so that your next generations to come are karmic free. They can be just that pure soulful energy and get onto their true life's mission to raise the frequency on the planet, which is love. Welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Victoria LeBlanc, your host, and this podcast was created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally, transform their mindsets, and discover their own inner bliss. For the 55th episode, I am bringing on a guest on the show. Her name is Jade Danielle. In this episode, you are going to learn what exactly ancestral healing is and how we can start to heal the pain from the past and really move through it. Jade will also share some healing tools and practices that she uses that has really helped instill those inner transformations from within. Jade is a transformational coach focusing on soul alignment with mind, body, and spirit techniques and more. After her dark night of the soul time in her life, she found herself in a transformational yet magical way where she fully aligned within. And now she wishes to share to those going through deep wounds, trauma, anxiety, depression, that there is a way out and you never have to be alone. So before we dive into this episode, let me give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Hi everyone. Welcome to Blissfully Bloom. I have a guest with me here today, Jade. Welcome, Jade. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for coming on the show. I am really excited to talk about ancestral trauma and healing today this is going to be the first episode that I think a guest and I have ever dove into this topic so I'm really excited and I'm honored to have you as the first guest to speak about this topic (laughs) so my first question that I ask all my guests that is become a signature question is what is one powerful lesson you have learned that has changed your life yes in all honesty, it didn't take me that long to think about this. <laughs> I guess some people, yeah, it, it's a deep question, but surrender and releasing control, mm-hmm. sort of going through life with a sense of fear can be a thing that is brought up with myself or has been for many, but letting go of that resistance and control really can let in that magic and that what's meant to be for your highest purpose and realizing that looking back yeah just surrendering just that peaceful that void and that presence although you feel like it's doing nothing you know we we always want to control that to feel that it is doing something so that pause is just everything and will bring you what you need for you so 
that is the answer I feel. <laughs> well, I love that lesson. And what do you think it looks like to surrender? I know a lot of people, mm. they hear that word a lot, but like, mm. what does it actually look like when you are choosing to do something like that? So I always feel and look at my inner child's mm-hmm. surrendering to doing what you did as a hobby or for fun of that everyday life as a child and that feminine flow. So the feminine, just playing and being creative, doing your little hobby is going to bring in that surrender because you're just bringing in your heart space and that fun and that it lets in that magic. The inner child is all about magic. They're connected to source and the universe and yeah (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah and it might just take a little bit of practice to be in that state if you are holding on to things really wanting a certain outcome and wanting that control practicing just kind of taking a step back a bit and it is hard sometimes it's hard to do that if you're so like me I've been very do and Although I've been creating, it's very much doing and I've got to do this and do this and do this and do this. And then you're chasing all of these things and Mm -hmm. there was no surrendering, there was no play, there was no movement. So it's really important to really get that balance. Mm -hmm. And then when you are in that sort of surrendering state, you you just know you are because you can breathe, (laughs) basically. Yeah, Mm. feeling like, a little feather on your chest so to speak that's what I visualize yeah. when thinking of that yeah um, really. <laughs> I've got a feather actually now you say really? that really really is this new I forget I have it it's actually on my hip hip bone I thought if I have a tattoo because I was a bit oh not sure about a tattoo if they're for me because I'm very like genteel and just I don't know I think oh. of feathers a lot I had a feather pastel color and it's just me. So, yeah. So I would love to know what is ancestral healing and why is this so important? So ancestral healing, it's very deep, but it's like a clearing a timeline of pain, fear, traumas, influencing negative behavioral patterns in this life Mm -hmm. through your whole family lineage so like dna you carry the same sort of timeline via your ancestors and you would feel them wounds you would feel the pain the trauma that they had been through in their time ancestral timelines can go back about seven generations so really is their energy really that we are carrying now some people may feel that they've got depression or mental health issues but actually it's a prompt and it's a trigger from the universe that this certain aspect needs clearing from Mm -hmm. say your great great grandfather or although you don't need to know that yourself it is important to go within and really feel is this me how is this feeling for me and clearing it really is going into that karmic cycle as well 
there's karmic cycles at play half of the emotions are not even ours to carry it is just we have been born to clear the timelines obviously we're creation and we have a purpose in life but I also believe we are born to help clear the backlog like a computer drive (laughs) dissolving timelines that no longer resonate with the earth's frequency that is now so yeah just breaking down and dissolving karmic bonds and timelines and this setting our souls free um, and doing that having to find maybe someone quite fluent in ancestral healing trauma like one-to-one coaching sessions someone a coach very much into in a child and very much into that soulful soulful light to just guide the way and lead and um, he's just got that touch of knowing and can see and feel yeah that soulful aspect to tap into that to clear it there are coaches that do specialize in ancestral healing and that's something I would pave my way to in time because I'm very soulful but and I, I do pick up a few things on that and I'm actually doing a father wound program myself at the moment so I tapped into a lot and have dissolved certain timelines Mm -hmm. and it has cleared quite a few inner child fragments within me but also the communication between my mother and father has got better although there's some toxic rooted situations emotionally being brought to the surface so that needed to to resolve rather than them keeping fizzled underneath so everything is like broken free like everything's exposed when you do that work and you you will feel it and see the difference in your reality when you do bring that up and when it's just acknowledged so what I'm hearing is that if we are willing to dive into this work then when we have our own kids one day if if we want to do that and if we feel called to do that then they will not be born with what we may have been passed down with when we were born definitely it's clearing generational trauma so that your next generations to come are karmic free they can be just that pure soulful energy and get onto their true life's mission to raise the frequency on the planet which is love and basically have the whole world just a whole vibration of love rather than having to expose within themselves the hurt and the pain because that is where it's coming from is not just you people might think they're crazy or there's something wrong with them when half half of it over half of it is just fragmented trauma that needs clearing not from their their own energy so mm-hmm. just for our future generations oh. That's that's amazing to think about. And so before we talk about 
your own spiritual path and growth, I want to dive into how do you heal ancestral trauma and can you share your own experience with this? Yeah, so I have deep dived into the father wound. So definitely that would be my own experience completely and where I've had to focus very much intensively for about six weeks. I've got one week to go, but yeah, for me, it's brought up a lot of, as I say, in a child wounds. It's a very reflective time. And yeah, it's uh, it's quite hard if I can say so myself, but you just have to be willing to go within. And that's when the mindset sort of coaching comes in is writing down those limited beliefs as you had as a child. Are they true? Find the facts and just really feel within yourself. I like to do, it's like using a pendulum, but you use your body this way. Oh. Is this true? Am I willing to let this go of the limited belief? And if it's yes, then I just feel like that just quickly breaks free. So for me, it's been very powerful. I've been able to look within myself more. Memories I had forgotten, they've come up again and I felt the emotions of them. Mm-hmm. So Though it's like a father wound and breaking away the fragments, you're really deep diving within yourself and the masculine within you as well. I think the lady goes through neuro-linguistic programming. So we bring up a memory, a masculine memory that's triggered. And then we do a swish, a swish pattern to review from a bird's eye view the memory. And we also go through like your grandparents, your parents, bird's eye view of specific trauma memories that may have come up for them. We're being taught through the super subconscious mind to see that. So it's not just a, you can see, you know, your great grandfather, his wounds and everything. We're taught into a very super subconscious minded meditation because our imagination is our creator as well. Some people can think, well, that was just the imagination, but it does help to clear and it does help to perceive an awareness of what the behavioral pattern is in this present time. But yeah, there's a lot of NLP within it and a lot of surrendering and breath work that helps to awaken the pineal gland to awaken the super subconscious mind as well so that's how it works in that aspect and a lot of patience for yourself as well it's very deep and you've got to expect you know some wounds and you've got to be able to be in that right mindset to witness them and not take them on board as your own but that you are held by a coach facilitator I wouldn't personally do ancestral healing on YouTube like a meditation because so much come up and you wouldn't have the security and the safety from that person to comfort you so definitely do it properly seek someone who specializes in it who can run you through everything and be there at the end but know that there is there is an ending everything's 
was so triggering at first as we go through the chakra system and then we've come up to the throat now and what was interesting was I missed out the throat because I think subconsciously I didn't want to witness a certain memory but when I did go back to it yeah it was one of the deepest memories I've had and I felt the lowest of lows dark night of the soul I had been for quite a few years and I was like ah that's why I was avoiding it that inner child part of me was like oh my god it's coming to this but I sat with it and yeah I feel absolutely fine yeah absolutely fine like I'd never felt that (laughs) so yeah working through it so chakras holds the ancestral trauma is that where it lies yeah so our chakra system does hold many fragments so the root would be the security not being heard would be the solar plexus and the throat chakra not being able to speak up Mm -hmm. to that aspect of the masculine the womb space in general which is the sacral does hold lineage it holds we have our our akashic records there so every lifetime we've had is stored there so it's similar to womb healing actually where you can see past lives that's happened to me and I never went into womb healing expecting to see a past life but in the ancestral healing when we got to the womb I don't think I saw a past life but we were talked through the dissolving of those cords a bit like Mm -hmm. energetic cutting so every chakra has its elements it holds Mm -hmm. so yeah it is really beautiful and you were saying how whenever you were going through the healing work for Mm -hmm. the father wound you were getting these memories so whenever you got those memories what do you do when you remember something so the visual was there were doors in front of us and it was our choice to see and feel how them doors looked like how they were perceived in our visual and how they looked so there was this it's very clever it's going into the mind but you're not seeing it at first and yeah I remember one door I went through I was thinking oh it would be this memory but all of a sudden it was just a totally different memory on holiday me in the sea no in the swimming pool and it was feeling I didn't want to go swimming I just wanted to play in the water I didn't want to do the swimming lessons And my dad, yeah, just trying to take control over me, saying, if you're not going to do that, get upstairs. And that feeling of not being understood and alone and everything brought up. So we are taught through what you witness, what you see. And so coming up, leading to that door, the doors, it sort of births and filters in that memory before we actually see it. as a whole so not too sure how it happens but the mind is magical as well as logical 
yeah that that's as close as I can explain it it's such a such a deep subconscious aspect to go into and it is really magic when you do go into it and yeah (laughs) reflecting back on our conversation so far so inner child healing is different from ancestral healing or are they in a way intertwined yeah very much entwined I would say because they all mold into the self inner child can hold that aspect of ancestor healing to come into but separating the inner child that can be also from memories in this life so that's why that's put out there that's why that's said is because oh my mum used to do this xyz my father used to do xyz well that would trigger or fragment your inner child so from the ages of to seven even in the womb you can pick up that trauma negative patterns fighting or whatever physically was witnessed during that age so so that's that that's that half but also the ancestral sort of lineage trauma is another half it can entwine because Mm -hmm. like I say sometimes with them feelings and in your reality what is created by your your father like say narcissistic abuse and emotional abuse well that could have happened with his parents and their parents and their parents and their parents so it does come into then that inner child wounds although you you don't know that that is affected so yeah it does entwine deeply Because I guess how they were raised growing up and if they had wounds as a child based on how they were treated, if their needs weren't met by their parents, and then when they grow up, if they haven't healed those wounds yet, even their parents had some some things that they were probably dealing with at the time that weren't really healed. I know. Domino. Dominoes. Yeah. Domino. Yeah. yeah. That, that's how I visualize it too as a domino I would love to know what contributed to your own spiritual path and growth Ooh, pain pain contributed to my spiritual path without the pain without the physical pain and the mental pain I would not be here now like sitting here doing coaching talking to you I'd be stuck doing nine to five, six days a week, drowning in my mind, focusing on work to get out of my mind. Um, Yeah, just deep diving into my wounds. (laughs) There's been a massive, massive shift. And um, yeah, my path is always, I wouldn't say it's always pain, but since deep diving into this work there's obviously you're you're making space for it to come up you know and you're going to witness it but the more work you do within the less you kind of see and witness and the more work you do the more you can grow and evolve and I mean I say that for people to to do as well as just talking about myself I mean I really feel like pain is the best medicine if you can switch that thought because everything's black and white yin and yang polarity exists in every single thing and 
yeah, pain is how we evolve. Maybe some of us have carried this belief that pain should be shoved under the rug or ran away from. And it's like you said before, whenever you were going into your throat chakra, you skipped over it subconsciously. And then when you came back to it, because you realized, oh, there was a blockage there. There was a fear of looking in that pain and really uncovering Mm -hmm. it. The pain didn't stay. The pain wasn't permanent. And you were able to really walk through it and go through that process of going into the light and shedding the light in the situation. Yeah, definitely. Letting that light just flow in and the darkness just, it dissolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I heard this quote, I think her first name's Diane, I want to say. I'll probably leave the quote in the show notes so that uh, <laughs> I can give credit where credit's due. But it goes along the lines of, sometimes all pain needs is that voice. So just even speaking about it and being willing to go there can really mend those wounds and and heal parts of the pain that needs to be healed and mended that is beautiful yeah so true so if someone is completely unaware of the inner wounds that they have and they are holding on to how can they shine a light on them so definitely going into the feminine space within just journaling and journaling prompts yourself at deep dives so you can ask why why and why after each sort of note you feel from and self-healing methods breath work works really strongly has done for me I've had about 10 sessions now of deep trauma release breath work Mm. release breath work but you can do little exercises of the breath. So you've got the box breath where you breathe in for four, hold for four, release for four, and pause for four. Mm, <laughs> so love that. Doing that for about a minute is just calms and serenes the mind. If you've got monkey brain, which is that fight flight don't know how to stop basically (laughs) if you're in too much masculine very good to do the box breath so also the straw breath which is a slow inhale and you just breathe like you're breathing out the mouth through a straw and that's really good for anxiety Mm. and I find myself doing that without actually thinking I'm doing the straw breath. I just find mm-hmm. myself doing it sometimes. And I think, oh, am I anxious? Is that why I'm doing it? I just think, <laughs> and it does, it does work. Softness to it. Yeah, very gentle. And in a child comfort, so it's like the butterfly tap mm-hmm. where you're holding and comforting yourself. But the butterfly taps are from when you were in the mother womb mother's womb so it sort of triggers that sense back Hmm. that time and also using the arm 
So the mantra OM is very powerful. It's the universal sounds, it's the universal vibration. So if you are wanting to release stress, pain without having to talk about it or feel it, if you are avoiding feeling, then it's a great one to just, if you're in the car, just um, feel every single vibration within your body and doing it very slowly. And you can just feel that sense of comfort bought from within yourself and it works every time I've even done it with my friends in the car and it's like I don't know it just deters away any toxic toxic vibration negative energy that you may have picked up from Mm -hmm. somewhere else shopping I don't know a concert just do that and it will just dispel everything in your auric field that has been sort of attaching to you and yeah I mean just doing that I just feel peaceful now and that wasn't even like a proper and sighing out with the breath if you're angry it's very good but also if you have your you can't see your hands just under your diaphragm and just when you're on that exhale shove out breath in it's like that anger can repel and that's from kundalini kundalini yoga and emotional freedom technique working on the meridians of the body they are they carry the energy energy within the body so linked to acupuncture reflexology they use these meridian lines and it's a good way to use affirmations so you've got certain trigger points in the body tapping several times and if you affirm for example even though I have this pain in my in my head I am truly wholefully and fully loved and protected and I forgive myself meaning if you've been stressed and if that headaches come on through anxiety of a thought that you're forgiving yourself for that thought so that pain doesn't need to be there it can subside and yeah certain trigger points I think the collarbone the dents in the collarbone um link to the kidney and the kidneys so you're it's a very simple one to do also under the bra straps under the arms where the bra line would be and then you've got your karate chops at the end um you would do that three times if there was a pain or a thought really gripping you it's all about coming in and saying I forgive I I forgive me and I'm comforted I am safe even though Mm. I got this even though I feel like this you are not letting it sort of consume your energy you're giving it that presence and that inner child's safety just through that tapping which links to the different parts so instead of having reflexology instead of having acupressure puncture you can easily do that if you're walking in a shop or people don't know what you're doing I do it in the car sometimes just tap under my eyes and 
have that thought if you're stuck in traffic it's just there's everything for your toolbox that that's a lot of tools that you shared and I'm so thankful that <laughs> you you shared them because I have tried I don't know if I've tried all of them yet but some of them I have tried for myself and it's really hard to explain it in words especially for tapping it's something that you have to experience mm-hmm. for yourself and I had taken the ladies who went to my retreat this maybe two weekends ago and I am training right now to be an EFT practitioner but I didn't feel comfortable leading a group session just yet so I just had them follow along on a guided video and there was a lot of release from one of the ladies and she really didn't expect it I was like yeah there's going to be tissues around like this might be (laughs) (laughs) there might be some release and that's okay it's it's a part of the process and I feel like too with the tapping process it's almost Mm -hmm. reminding yourself that your external circumstances don't have to determine your happiness they don't have to determine the love you have for yourself and you can still feel that way still Mm -hmm. come to that place of unconditional love even when there's yeah you know all these other things going on that can be a struggle an obstacle and it's just EFT is so good for trauma deep deep trauma EFT is very good for and they do a gamma knife if you've have you got to the gamma knife in your course is it like in between the yeah oh yeah yeah, oh in this area Mm -hmm. you would harm and sing it's about using the right side of the brain but with the humming and singing using the left side so using the both the hemispheres of the brain it prompts out what what's stored and suppressed of that trauma which you know if you if it's hard for the person to rationalize well why is this EFT not working I still feel like this they say to then do the gamma knife I think it's called that but yeah it helps to relieve out what's suppressed been suppressed and that can work mm-hmm. yeah that's that's incredible and I just say just what what's the risk in trying just kind of go for it see how it shifts things see if it resonates with you and it doesn't hurt yeah. to just try like these these methods so true. I had a lady actually yesterday say if I did reflexology which I do because she's felt nauseated and not having the best of times pregnancies and I was drawn to mentioning energy healing she said she wasn't sure about it like if it if it works or anything and but she's willing to give anything a try and that's what you can do is I think when you're up to a stage where you just feel like, oh, I'll try anything, because that's how I found energy healing was at a point where I had chronic fatigue and I was like, I'm willing to try anything. And it falls into your lap like that. When you try something, it just like opens up a whole new world for you. Yeah. I think that belief in it really does expand that possibility of the the benefits truly working its magic because if you you do have some resistance towards it and you feel like "Eh, Mm. I don't really know about this and you're telling stories of oh this probably isn't going to work then that's going to block the shifts from happening 
-hmm. you've got to have some opening some trust mm -hmm. take me back to a lady I did a Reiki session on oh. the beginning of like my spa therapy days I think I was about 19 and she said oh I my husband booked this is this in for me and I don't know what to expect and I try to explain it it's hard to explain it if someone hasn't heard of it before or if it was a random thing booked in you don't want to stand there for an hour <laughs> explaining how energy works but mm -hmm. be open and just relax and we'll discuss at the end what's been picked up on and she stopped me um near towards the end she said this isn't doing anything for me I'm not even relaxed I can relax in my jacuzzi at home and I said okay well I'll just let you know what I picked up on xyz I think it was like her left or right under the ear where it was blocked and her ear was blocked and she said doesn't make sense to me but thank you so I think a few weeks later she had come back into the spa she had mentioned to the receptionist please apologize to Jade because after the Reiki session I didn't know what to expect but actually I had to go to the doctor she was right with the blockage in my ear. She had a chronic infection come up in that area. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, ah. Full body chills. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so whenever you are just kind of curious, do you just have a feel? You lean into your intuition when feeling where the blockages are at for your clients? Yeah, you can feel that that energy and that space is contracted. It's like this magnetic force. And I mean, you just have to relay it back, you know, what you mm -hmm. feel. Lying there, you've got to say how you feel and how you what you've picked up on. But yeah, yeah just I go through I scan the body, go through the chakra system, and sometimes I get visions and I channel certain things I've even seen past lives I mostly see people's pets which is very random mm -hmm. but that must be the connection to the heart pure connection the pureness mm -hmm. coming out and also past lives you know that heartfelt connections and images I had another lady as well I said I, I saw a vision of you as a young boy in tatty kind of poor clothes wow. of an Asian descent but you were looking towards up a hill in like this woodland and she just went oh my god I was like oh what <laughs> I've been told that before and I was like oh my god it's just like a whole other world <laughs> chills again wow wow um, and I feel like you as the healer, and if we are self-healing ourselves as well, we have mm -hmm. to be open to receiving the healing. If you're healing another person, be open to receiving that that guidance, that universal support. When you get those channels, you think yeah, it comes yeah. from the universe? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything, everywhere, all, all is open, all is connected. Mm -hmm. I mean, I... I I do protect myself before if I can I'll go for a walk in nature so like my energy is cleansed and high and I feel neutral 
safely to open but not feel like it's infiltrated I don't know because if something happened bad before I would I would cancel because I don't want to put my energy in space and not give best outcome if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah so it's very connected mm-hmm. yeah making sure you're going in with the intention of connecting to the highest good for them to all mm-hmm. for you as well so yeah that's amazing that's amazing thank you so much for sharing those eye-opening mm-hmm. and breathtaking stories I mean I was speechless after hearing that where can listeners connect with you and find you even either on your social media or if you have a website in the works website is hopefully coming at the end of the year but instagram my main sort of hub for connecting to different services and different healing and doing channeled readings but i in my energy healing i also use different like shamanic codes like our dna our organs are coded and structured I've done different workshops which put codes of healing into different parts of the body, mostly the heart, because that's where we carry a lot. That's our main portal to our connection from source is our heart. So it's very important we tap into that. So I do a lot of channeling, intuitive, soulful readings with tarot, oracle cards, and I do, yeah, mindset work, spiritual coaching, with a range of tools that I just mentioned, EFT, breath work, and and yeah, that's all on Instagram at X Cosmic Coach X. So in between X Cosmic Coach. Amazing. Well definitely go follow Jade and show her your love, your support. And my last question for today's episode is what does it mean to blissfully bloom? lovely question to love yourself fully as you are and accept yourself as you are um and just being your true authentic self Mm, beautifully said (laughs) well thank you so much for coming to today's show and episode i had such a wonderful time speaking with you today i felt just just a lightness whenever we have conversations. I know that we've spoken in the past. We've gone through a coaching journey together, which I like forget about. It's been so long, but that's how we really connected. And I'm so thankful we did. Thank you. So grateful to meet you too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jade, for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom around this topic. Now, as always, I would love to share my key takeaway from the episode, and that is when Jade mentions that her pain led to her spiritual growth. I know most of us can look at pain as something to avoid and something to throw under the rug because it can be uncomfortable. It can be challenging to move through, yet it helps us evolve and helps us be stronger than who we were before. And I think it takes a lot of bravery and courage on our ends to to look at pain in the face and welcome it, 
to look at pain in the face and embrace it, invite it in our lives, because in order to heal, we need to feel. And that means feel all of the emotions. All of the emotions are welcome in our lives. And for us to step on the step out on the other side and look back on that situation and look at it with new eyes, we must be willing to go through those challenges, to go through the things that make us want to hide in a shell and not come out, right? The healing process is is continuous. It's not a one and done thing. It's not an overnight fix. We're going to have to continue to show up for ourselves so that we can be the most healed version of ourselves. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you love this episode, make sure to rate and leave a review so that the podcast can grow. And if you want to share your key takeaway, make sure to tag my Instagram at blissfully.bloom and tag me on your stories. Well, I hope you'll have a beautiful weekend ahead of y'all and I will see y'all on the next episode. Bye.